here we are again, two nights in a row uh, on this January uh, Sunday, the 16th. Sunday? Oh, is it Sunday? <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe maybe I said I heard, Sunday. I don't know. I heard I heard Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, January 16th, here <laughs> with the Ballhawks podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Steve. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at FFFither. I don't know. Yeah. Definitely didn't say it, but uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, you guys know where to find me. And that jerk guy that I like to apparently podcast with. Uh, you don't even get a nickname this week anymore. Um, he's Chris. What's going on? I am Chris. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Steve. <laughs> I don't know why my ears heard Sunday, but yeah. but they did. Maybe I'll um, listen to it later and I'll be like, oh, damn, he was right. I did. Yeah. yeah. Review the tape. <laughs> Review the tape. Where, where's our, uh, where's our, uh, you know, official up top was our video review guy we, yeah, we, we need, need liam we need you we need liam in here he's probably still partying um, from the Bengals win right yeah he's still text sending all those text messages being like <laughs> i can finally text about this i can do it <laughs> the internet is a wonderful thing <laughs> um did you see the uh oh actually uh th- yeah thanks guys for for tuning in to another episode of the ball hawks podcast um you guys can of course find me on twitter as well at phillips chris 12 uh, don't forget the podcast account at ballhawks underscore pod. And as I was saying there before I so rudely interrupted myself, <laughs> um, did you see that the uh, NFL is pulling that officiating crew uh, out of any remaining games? I did. If you were uh, a, a, you know, a supportive podcasting partner, you would know that uh, I had a little write-up today, a little article writing in my free time and i i managed to add that in there because uh i think that's hilarious but i mean the precedents being if you mess up something you don't get to officiate again um i don't think we're gonna have anybody for next weekend but we'll see who they pull for that next set of games yeah, it, it's a slap on the wrist. It's not like you're yeah. like you're done. You're out of the league, bud. No, like we'll see Jerome Boger and his crew next season. They're just they're just you know getting uh getting I've getting seen, to the off season a little earlier this year. I've seen so much worse too. Like if if that's what it takes, you know, you're like I said, you're probably not going to have very many officiating crews. And uh, you know, obviously, if you're a Raiders fan, we talked about this yesterday, you're probably choked about it. If you're a player, you're probably choked about it. But the separation that Boyd had, I think he was catching that anyways. Um, it, it, it was a little bit of a blunder, but, um, you know, we've seen way worse calls. Um, I'm thinking of all the ones over the last 10 years against the New Orleans Saints that, you know, have catastrophically ended their seasons in the playoffs. Um, yeah, well, we can talk more about that uh, in a little bit. Uh, we are obviously presented uh, and hosted on the Dean Blundell Network, so you can find uh, my article writing and uh, Chris's when he gets around to it and our podcast at uh, deanblundell.com. I was busy today, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> you were busy. 
Um, yeah. yeah, and although, although I should have been reading that article, it would have been much more enjoyable. It was, you know, what it was. I, as I grow a little bit older, and I, I don't take things to heart, you know, the losses and the wins as as high and low as I used to. Um, I actually wrote a piece about how the Bengals are an upcoming team and how they, um, you know, the kids are going to be around for a long time. They're exciting. They're damn good. Like they're, they're a good football team. Um, and if you're saying they're not, you're probably just bitter and I'm not bitter. Um, it obviously it sucks that they're in the playoffs, uh, and they won, but, uh, they're a good team and, you know, they're going to be exciting to watch and, and who knows, they might take it a little further. Uh, all right. Yeah. So before we take it further, we're obviously, you know, my camera works a, a little shoddy here, but we are both, maybe I'll just hold it up, rocking some okay. of our new gear from our sponsors, Lake Therapy Sorry. Apparel. Can you see mine? I can see yours. Are you sure? Yeah. It's it's camo. Like, it's, well, it's not, I'm not just blending in. I, I saw, the, I see the words on top of you, but... <laughs> Oh god! I thought I was a geek, but you're you're. Uh... If Steve could throw something through a com- computer monitor right now, he would. <laughs> I mean, I I I throw out the camo jokes to students all the time, and they give me the reaction that I just gave you. So now I know what it feels like. Here yeah, was here I was being wind. nice, like you know the uh, Sam from Lake Therapy Apparel obviously sent them to me, and I got to decide what I was going to give you and what I was going to keep for myself. And I thought, you know, I've got a lot of camel. Maybe I can bring Chris over to the dark side if I, you know, subtly put a camo hoodie in there. It looks great, by the way. And I, I think you're a natural hunter. And you can't see you can't see me anymore. <laughs> you're just a face. <laughs> just a floating face with a bad <laughs> tattoo logo on there. Uh, so I, I also brought this. You know, it, if you know anything about me, I'm way too warm to wear toques inside. But this was the toque we were referring to yesterday when Chris said, uh, you know, his wife hijacked his and then uh, taunted him on Instagram by saying like, haha, I've got your toque. Uh, they're yeah. super comfy. Um, so a little bit about Lake Ther- Therapy Apparel. If you guys haven't heard of them, uh, they are local to where Chris and I live here in the Okanagan. They are out of a Soyuz. Um, and... The first thing you should know is this gear is super, super comfy. Like the t-shirts, um, I, I don't know what yours feels like. Obviously, I didn't put your stuff on. That would be a little weird. Um, but it smelled funny. Yeah, it didn't smell that funny. They're super soft. Uh, they they fit great. I, I love the cut of them. And uh, if you want some yourself, Chris, just put it up there. Um, if you use the code... Ballhawks, all capitals. When you go to check out your gear, you're gonna get 10% off of uh, your entire order. Um, Lake Therapy, the, their big thing is they're all for sustainable business. They're you know they're obviously a, an up and coming local business, and uh, we're super happy to to uh, partner up with them here. And, uh, obviously, you know, they, they, we want to be supporting local places to where we are. And, uh, I just found this out about them. They have floating sunglasses, Chris, floating sunglasses. So Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but you know, every time I'm out on the water or the lake and stuff like that, and you know, 
Kelowna summers are are something to be uh, desired. And you you just wear sunglasses all the time, but then you don't even think about it. And you jump off the dock. There go your sunglasses. And if you're lucky, it's, you know, the shallows and you can dive down there and find them. But uh, what a good idea to have floating sunglasses, because sometimes I'm just not that responsible. Hey? Fun fact, Chris isn't a good swimmer, so Chris doesn't dive off too many docks. <laughs> Chris is a sinker. Yeah, Chris stays in the shallow end because where, where my feet can touch because, yeah, Chris doesn't float. Um, but, yeah, I was having a look at their website today, and they've got uh, some really cool uh, sunglasses for for the kiddos as well. Totally. With the, they've got the wooden arms and the super bright, like bright pink and bright blue yeah. um, uh, lenses, and, and I'm definitely going to order a pair of those for, for my two little kiddos. Um, the first person I thought of for those glasses, and I, I can't remember if they're they're an adult or – just like one size, but Ted Wong, our, our buddy from the yeah. PP one podcast, he is the king of wearing like the bamboo wooden sides with like the neon on the front. So, uh, Ted, if you're watching, you definitely want to go check them out and you get 10% off your order. Like, like I said yesterday, I like cool gear. I love this gear. I love the feel of it. I love the, the vibe you get from it. It's, it's got that, you know, exactly what they're trying to market. I feel like I'm, I'm waiting for the spring summer when I can just chill out by the lake uh, all yeah. the time. It is my like, happy place. So I'm glad there's a company out there that, you know, brands their their gear to be like that serene, happy place out by the lake because that's where I live. Yeah. Like, like their website says, I mean, w- people pay a lot of money to take vacations where we live and, yeah. you know, this gorgeous Okanagan um, where it's where we're surrounded by lakes and, and we get to live in this in this, you know, sanctuary and this bliss and get to enjoy these lakes year round, whether it be, you know, swimming in the summer, or I know, you know, there's, there's some spots that, uh, that will freeze over. And I know, you know, Ted, speaking of Ted, he'll go, uh, you know, skating on, on the frozen lake. So definitely go check out Lake Therapy Apparel at laketherapyapparel.ca and use that code ballhawks for 10% off. Nice. So we got a comment here already from glassy, not sure who that is but uh glassy is five and oh so far this weekend uh in your picks Woo! i I read that in like a rick flair tone did you if you don't say (laughs) woo like rick flair like are you even doing it right no kidding um so i guess it's time to reveal uh steve is four and one and like I said yesterday, there was zero chance I was picking the Bengals, even though I thought they were the better team. So I'm going to give myself like a four and a half out of five. Uh, Christopher is not so much. Um, okay. Beans in the microwave to predict the winner of the big game in three weeks. <laughs> wasn't there like, wasn't this a long time ago where there was uh, the the baby or was it a dog that was like picking games and they were like undefeated? Glassy, are you local? I remember hearing about um, hearing about something to do with this on our local radio station. I want to say last year, no uh, right right around the time of the big game, someone puts a puts a can of beans in the microwave and, and waits, uh, or two cans, I think it is, and whichever one explodes first um, is kind of their their prediction for who's going to win the Super Bowl. And I think last year the microwave process didn't work. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, and then uh, didn't you have to put them in the fire last year? Weird. Something like that. Yeah. How strange. Oh, 
Small strange world. stuff going on here. Strange, strange things strange are happening. Glacia, I'd love to know who you think is going to make the Super Bowl this year. And yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, the microwave process didn't work last year and had to uh, had to throw them in a fire to get them to to explode. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, all right, let's jump right into uh, this morning's game. Uh, I'm Bonzi's producer. Bonzi's on the the network. Okay. Yeah. So we just gotta we just gotta figure out who that is but i'm sure we'll figure that out let's jump into tampa versus philly here uh it was our morning matchup uh earlier on you picked philly and boy could you be more wrong nope um and the funny thing is the the reasons you told me that tampa wasn't going to win were the reasons why tampa won like Right, oh, their, their run game was unreal. Their, <laughs> right. their defense stepped up huge. Mike Mike um, Evans is playing injured. Oh, he went for over a hundred in a TD. Um, you know that's that's football. That's predicting, man. Like and on like paper, I said, it I mean, sounded I mean, right. It I said, sounded it, I said right. it was going to be an upset, right? Like, I mean, I, I said it knowing full well that like if it happens, it's an upset. The yeah. Bucks are still the favorite. So, hey, you win some, you lose some, and you win well, some, you I, lose some. I lost quite a few this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there was just a, a couple points about the game. Obviously, like that run game was uh, on point, even with uh, the Bucks losing Tristan Wirfs really early. Uh, he went. I can't remember when he went out, and then he got back in the game for a play, and then it was like, no, he he's done. Um, I think they lost. Ryan Jensen was out at the end of a play but the very next series uh he was in again so um yeah the run game uh not a very high average but they were you know busting out like at one point uh Vaughn ran I think it was like a 17 yard uh you know up the gut kind of idea um obviously for me the big one was Mike Evans uh he was a monster nine receptions 117 yards a touchdown um, you know, and I, I don't think we can say enough about Tom Brady. You know, we know he's the, he's the goat, but you know, he's 44 years old. He's going to be 45, uh, you know, in, in the summer here. And he threw for almost 300, uh, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And he was sacked four times. That, that for me is kind of telling of how poised that guy is behind the line like he had a good day but you know some quarterbacks might throw the ball away or get super frustrated with uh the offensive line kind of letting the pressure get to him but you know in typical tom playoff fashion he you know he's calm cool collected uh absolutely dominated the eagles and uh it wasn't even close but did you see the eagles i i can't remember when but Devonte Smith's first catch and target was something like into the second half. Like they, they just didn't use him and they decided Jalen Rager was going to be like, you know, him and Quez Watkins were going to be the, the go-tos. Um, I, I didn't, um, I was preoccupied this morning. Um, so I was at, at a, at a birthday brunch this morning. So I was, <laughs> 
not so subtly trying to watch the game on my phone. <laughs> I'm not in, watching in, it. You're watching it. Yeah, in bits and pieces. Oh, no, I wasn't even hiding it. I, I, I didn't have the volume on, but I was sitting there like just staring at my phone. So clearly something was up, but nobody called me out on it. Um, my wife, I'm sure, knew what I was doing as well. Um, but I mean, hey, if anyone says anything, it's research for the podcast, guys. It's research for the podcast. You got to do your job, um, right? Yeah. So Glassy says he has uh, he's going with either with Tampa Bay and either Cincinnati or Kansas City for the big game this year. Uh, and he says since he is on a roll, which I couldn't agree Makes more. Sense. Um, I mean, they're we were talking about it. Uh, I mean, Steve just mentioned it. I mentioned it last night as well. They're they're the new kids on the block, and they kind of have that like. I don't know. Like we have nothing, like nothing to lose mentality. Like we're young. We're probably going to get more opportunities. Like let's just like go ball out and do our thing right now. It's it. I don't know. They, they definitely do. I I know, uh, like I'm saying, I know Christian um, doesn't want, but she has no choice now because they are playing each other. It's going to be Tennessee and in Cincinnati. and, And I know Christian doesn't want that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, they they have nothing to lose at this point. Like they got that huge monkey off their back. Um, they just they like they're playing with house money right now. Totally, it, it's so they get to play. You know, fast, free, loose, like everything that they've got. They've got the momentum coming in from the regular season. Um, you know, they they exercise that demon of thirty one years. Uh, the the city is just amped behind them, and uh, yeah, you know what? I I would not be surprised if you know they they dusted off another week and and kept rolling. I I still I mean, don't did... see them as a Super Bowl favorite versus some of these veteran teams. Like I think if they go and play Kansas City, I think Kansas City uh, beats up on them. But I I, I don't think it would be unheard of to have Cincy upset one of those big big giants. I would love to see that rematch though. Kansas city and Cincinnati. That would be a, a super fun rematch. Uh, but like you said, they're, they're playing with house money. Nobody expects them to win. So like they're just doing their, doing their thing. And I don't know. It, it's, it's fun to see, but yeah, I do need the Titans to, to win next week to not totally bust my bracket. That's already <laughs> in shambles. Yeah, your your bracket's just hanging on by your Super Bowl prediction, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the the little bit that I did see on my phone while I was uh, watching that game at, at brunch this morning was uh, at one point I want to say in like the third quarter, the the camera kind of zoomed in on Jalen Hurts, and like he just looked defeated. Yeah. Like he looked like this game's over. Like why are we here? My receivers can't catch the ball. Devonte, I I assume. Tampa Bay must have been playing, must have been doubling Devonte Smith um, with yes. the corner and Jamel Dean high. The, just the way Tampa was bringing pressure, like they made uh, Jalen Hurts miss some like wide open opportunities. There was one uh, Devonte Smith, the DB was playing like ten yards off coverage on the left hand side. And Devontae Smith comes on this drag route across the right, but the pressure's coming from the right-hand side. So he immediately goes to the left and just never looks off uh, or looks Devontae Smith's way. So, um, yeah, it, it missed opportunities, right? Big Money on Cincy over KC at that point. I love that. I, I love the bold takes. Um, you know, Chris, your, your bold take of... 
of the Cowboys. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute, but I, I, I do, I do love those bold takes where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm picking Green Bay. That's not really that bold of a take, but you know, I, I do think they are going to win the Super Bowl. Um, actually, you know what? Let's get right into it. Probably the game of the day, uh, in my opinion, anyways, we had uh, the 49ers. Going to Jerry's World, the billion-dollar stadium that was built west-east facing, like they said on the program, <laughs> sun's in their eyes, uh, and the Cowboys just sucked for most of it. Like, they they literally pulled out a close game when they had no business um, And the being only reason it, it was close is because Jimmy threw an interception, um at least one interception kind of later there that, that led to the Cowboys bringing it within a touchdown. Like otherwise yeah. the, the Cowboys were awful today. Yeah. I, I tweeted that out. Um, I, I have a lot of fun making fun of Mike McCarthy, not as much as Matt Nagy. Um, but I do have uh, fun making fun of Mike McCarthy and I just don't think he's that good of a coach. And I said that yesterday on our preview show And I was tweeting it out today. If it wasn't for, you know, the Jimmy G interception, uh, the game gets blown wide open and they don't get a chance. Like, I think there was like eight minutes left, eight or nine minutes left in the fourth. And he's, you know, your team's down by 16 and you kick a field goal, which makes it a 13 point game. Which, if you if you're anything to do with math, I'm I'm not a very you know strong math person because apparently I don't teach it. Um, that's still two scores. Like I, I don't understand what goes on in your head when. And I think I tweeted out something about um, he's just stuck in this old man mentality, the old NFL guard where it's like you take the points when they get there. Well, actually, dummy, you don't take the points when you get there. Like. If you would have went for it, and obviously that's this is all predicated on actually making the play and, you know, when you go for it, um, then you're probably in like field goal range at the end and uh, you might be taking this game into overtime. So I hate coaches who are reserved. I hate coaches who, you know, are scared to go for it. So I, I'm super happy he's out. Um one of one of the things that I think set the tone for this entire game was that opening. Did you watch the whole game? Uh, Do you watch the opening drive? No, I missed the opening drive. I was still at the grocery store. So the 49ers, I tweeted out, 49ers absolutely carved up the Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys could only get the 49ers into second down once. Every wow. other play was for a first down until they punched it in. So I think like... I think the one they stopped them on was like a one yard rush or something like that. But then they got the, you know, the first down on the very next one. Um, it, it, you saw that and you're like, oh, we're going to have another blowout of a game. And and to be honest, it, it felt like a blowout. Like it, it did. really did feel like a blowout with like a wild ending where it was like, oh, my gosh, are the 49ers actually going to blow it? Like, is Jimmy G going to do Jimmy G things and just give this game away? And he almost did. Right. Well, it's, I was, I was going to make a joke, like, you know, the NFL is calling this the super wild card weekend. And I'm like, it hasn't been that super <laughs> at all because it's been a lot of ass kickings. Yeah. 
like even the like the the Raiders, you know, tried to make an exciting finish of that one yesterday, but even that one didn't feel like a close game. The the, the score made it look like it was a close game, but it didn't feel as close as it finished. And I agree, Glassy. The, the the Cowboys are overrated, and they've been overrated for years. Um, the Raiders definitely have a bright future. Um, I think they need to stick with Derek Carr personally. I, I don't know why everyone likes to crap on Derek Carr so much. Um, and that coach, um, I, I'm not going to say his name because I'll mispronounce it, but the, the guy that they have is their interim head coach right now. Um, <laughs> they need to remove the interim tag and, and hire that guy full-time. I think he did a great job in a crappy situation did did the best with what he you know the the cards that he was dealt and uh brought that team into the playoffs and there was a a thing i saw on twitter today of him in the hotel writing handwritten letters to every single player on that roster which is super cool you don't see you don't see a lot of stuff like that so yeah i obviously you know i saw that because i commented on it uh i'm pretty sure his name's pronounced rich uh sure because it's i would assume it's italian Um, and my comment on that was like, that is what leadership looks like, um, in a season where you had a scandal with your head coach who, uh, you know, left because of it, uh, in a year where you had, uh, Damon Arnett got what arrested and cut for his drinking and driving, I think it was, or no Damon Arnett for, oh, for, uh, the video on Instagram of him, uh, right. With holding guns and, and, uh, I think he was uttering death threats or something. Like right. That. And then obviously with Henry Ruggs in, uh, you know, him being under the influence and killing, um, somebody in a car crash, all of those things could have derailed the season. And it's clear that, you know, a, a season where you should not have made the playoffs with all those distractions you got the guys to rally around you, and uh, that's for sure what what leadership looks like. And you tweeted out, it's time for the Raiders to uh, remove the interim from his title and just make this guy a coach. And I, I agree. Like, give this guy a full offseason with the crew. Let him make his decisions for who his OC, his, his DC, and his whole crew. And let's see what he has. Like, he's earned that shot. Um yeah, he, he's earned the shot. I completely agree with you, Chris. Um, sorry, let's... Sorry. Uh, I'm I'm trying to multitask. You're, you're, uh, I was like, what is Chris doing? He is running the, the YouTube ball hawks. He's commenting on our own stuff. Yeah, try, um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm replying to Glassy there. I'm yeah. just trying to, like I said, trying to multitask. Um, a couple of things I want to talk about from that, from that uh, Cowboys 49ers game is... Penalties? Ugh, penalties um <laughs> jesus uh no the um what was it third down play that led to the i mean everyone initially they the niners got given the first down and then it was remarked and remeasured yeah. and it was actually fourth down and then they got a full start and blah 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 blah, blah. anyways how did the cowboys not see that the niners were going to give the ball debo samuel like is the word like is like it not like at late in the game Put the ball in your best player's hands. Yeah. Like, that's what everybody says. Yeah. And the Niners did exactly that, and the Cowboys still couldn't freaking stop it. I mean, they just barely stopped it. I mean, even then, I would say they they didn't. Debo just, his knee happened to hit a fraction too soon. Yeah. Um, 
it like gotta hate that Debo plays for the 49ers. He's so much fun to watch, but having to play him twice a year sucks. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of like what you know I have to deal with with Jamar Chase, right? It's it's a young receiver who is dynamic and uh, really dominates competition uh, from obviously someone who doesn't have to deal with the rivalry. I love watching Debo Samuel play. Um, I've heard him on a few, uh, you know, podcasts where he's appeared and, and talked with people and he's got the demeanor of a football player that you want. Like they, I think, uh, they were talking about like, um, who likes to hit harder, who likes more contact, you or Kittle. And he's like, well, me, like he, he's just, he's got that, like, I'm the alpha mentality. Like he, it, it was no disrespect to Kittle or anything like that, but he's like, you know, when, when I see DBs coming up on me. I'm smiling through through my cage because I can't wait to destroy them. And it, it's just, that's the kind of fighter you want on your team. Uh, and he can just do everything. Like, he's a threat to run. He's a threat to catch. He's a threat to block when he's out there blocking. Like, he is a the most complete receiver I think the NFL maybe has ever seen in terms of ev- all the tools he has in that toolbox. So I saw you and Marquise talking about this yeah. backyard backyard football seven on seven. Right. One person was like, "I would take Debo Samuel," and you and Marquise, being the homers homers that you are, were like, "No way! I want Lamar Jackson." Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I do lean a little bit towards, and and here's why: I do lean a little more towards Debo. I mean, he he threw a touchdown pass a couple <laughs> weeks ago. I didn't I didn't see the clip, so I don't know how good of a, good of a throw it actually was. Um, he can run. He can run through guys and we know he can catch. So that's the one thing with Lamar. It's true. Can Lamar catch? We don't know. I'm sure he can. I mean, he's a, he's a phenomenal athlete and I'm sure he can. Probably Um, not at an NFL. Like, let's be realistic. Not at an NFL level. We're talking about all Debo and Lamar are doing these things at an NFL level. Right. Mm -hmm. My thing with that. So I, I agree. Like when I started thinking about it, I was like, you know what? Debo would be very high on my list of players to take because, you know, he's just the Swiss army knife. He does everything at an elite level, but exactly like what you said, Debo cannot throw the ball like Lamar can. I'm sorry. He can't. He, when receivers are throwing balls, like Jarvis Landry is a good example. Uh, Julian Edelman's another good example of receivers who played quarterback in college and, and they can throw a spiral. They can, you know, they can hit guys on the run they cannot play quarterback at Lamar Jackson's level. I will take a guy that can throw for over 400 yards in a game over a guy that can catch for 200, I guess would that, that would, that would be the trade off, right? Like we know Debo can catch at an elite level. Um, I'm going to take Lamar's running with his passing over uh, Debo's running and his catching. That's just where I was with that. But it's a really, oops, uh, it's a really interesting debate. Like, you know, you could even start putting guys like Josh Allen in there who, you know, runs like a train, can also throw like a train. Um, yeah, the, the NFL is at a very exciting time right now where you've got these guys that can do like everything, everything. Um, I wouldn't take Lamar if, or Lamar if the milk was free, let's be honest. I'm not quite sure what that means, but uh, <laughs> I, I I don't think it's good for Lamar. <laughs> no, I think that's a but big like, question. 
it, it would be a fun exercise to do is like sit down and make like a seven on like you do seven i do like you know like a guy like alvin camaro would be a fun guy too oh and yeah jarvis jarvis landry like you just said because he's he is a guy that can we know can throw the ball a little bit right yeah um yeah that, that would be a really fun exercise to do maybe something that we can sit down and and do to create some some off-season content once uh, yeah maybe once after super bowl or something like that we'll we'll have a little maybe we'll have glassy on he can uh he can join in on the seven on seven maybe we'll get marquise on as well we'll have a, a four-person pod and we'll we'll unveil our our seven on seven teams and put it to well, a no, poll for twitter to be, see who would who would dominate you have to do a draft style oh yeah that's a good idea we could do a live draft that'd be fun that okay. would be fun. Let's let's right. chalk that one uh, up in the books. Uh, I was gonna say jot that down in your uh, in your in your fancy podcast book there. Mental notes. That's all I'm good for. We both know we're gonna forget. <laughs> yeah. Eh, <laughs> probably not. I'm pretty. I'm pretty good. I have a good memory. I'm Matt Cundell, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Um, last game just happened Pittsburgh comes to Kansas City. Ben's final ride. Yada, yada, yada. I'm so tired of hearing that guy. Just give me the spotlight. I want the attention. Uh, you were trying to look before we came on air here to see if this was going to be, you know, Ben's official retirement. What what did he say after? And I was like, I just, I guarantee you he's going to do what Ben has always done. Ben is going to do Ben things and say, well, you know, I'm not going to come to any decisions now. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to take some time to think about this. Uh, you know, we won't make any decisions. And he's going to come back next year. Uh, here's a guy who just loves the attention. Ben loves attention. Uh, someone tweeted it out. Uh, is Ben actually retiring? And I quickly jumped on that and said, nope, because he's Ben. Um, so I, you know, I would put money on that one that he's not retiring cause he, uh, he just can't help himself. He literally cannot help himself. Um, I, I think he's done. You do. I do. Um, just his last game in Pittsburgh, his last regular season game against Baltimore, just his, his, like, was it the last game against Baltimore? He wouldn't even take off his helmet for the interview. Like he was just, cause he was crying on, <laughs> emotional right so i i think i think this is it um good riddance we've seen I, this from like uh, sorry we as in ravens fans have seen this from ben though like oh my god last year it was the loss in Hines, and he was crying on the bench and you could see the big tears in his red eyes and then he got you know pouncy to sit beside him and pouncy was crying and they cried on the bench for a while and it was like had, oh this is a little for, cuddle cuddle yeah this is for sure ben's retirement that's why he's so emotional no ben loves the spotlight ben loves loves the attention it's always about him um and i am so happy that he just sucked today i know his stats are 215 two touchdowns no turnovers 
Um, but going into the fourth quarter, he didn't even have 100 yards passing. These are all inflated stats. Uh, he time. sucked. He was awful. He, you know, they were giving him the dink and dunks underneath uh, in the garbage time. And that's how he got those passes off to, you know, the, I think his long today was 22 yards. Like he was just, his arms cooked, man. He's done. Ben's done. I don't care if he comes back next year. Like he, the Steelers have swept the Ravens the last two years in a row. So obviously they're, uh, you know, they're doing something better than, than the Ravens are. I'll, I'll give them props on that, but it's not because of Ben Roethlisberger. It's because they have phenomenal receivers. They've got a guy named Najee Harris, um, you know, tight end Pat there is a pretty decent football player, but this is a ben little unknown sucks. defender named TJ Watt that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, I mean, I'm just talking about their offense because of oh. because of the Ben identity. Their, their defense yeah. uh, is is loaded. Uh, you know, I hate it. Uh, I hate that they have TJ Watt. I hate that they have Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, you know, th- their defense is loaded with you know star quality players. So, um, do I think it's Ben's last game? No, absolutely not. Until he says I'm retired, and even then, I could see Ben coming back. I could see Ben coming back out of retirement to save the day because Ben wants to be the talk of everything. Yes, Glassy, this is a uh, primarily Ravens and Seahawks uh, podcast, but um, it's playoff season, so we have nothing to talk about. So we're talking about everyone else instead. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> how much we hate everything. That's right. Um, I just, I mean, I guess I we we both know I hate Ben Roethlisberger, but I guess I could understand why he wants to be the center of attention because he's always kind of been like the forgotten quarterback, right? Like it's always <sighs> been like everyone's talking about Peyton and Eli and that's because they're Tom better Brady than him and Drew. Oh, absolutely, I agree. But like he's always like, but he's I mean he has as many Super Bowls as Eli. He's successful. He, Look, he, he is a damn good quarterback. He's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. He played in an era where there were a bunch of better quarterbacks than him. Um, you know, whether it was Breeze or Manning or Brady or other Manning or, you know, I'd even put Philip Rivers over him. One of my favorite all time favorite uh, <laughs> questioning Steve on everything life right now. One of my all-time favorite Roethlisberger clips, so um, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it as well. I don't have it loaded or anything like that, but uh, it's like from training camp or practice or something like that. And they show like a young quarterback running through the drill first and throwing like blocking pads at him. And he's like in the pocket, avoiding the pads or whatever. And then like Ben goes and does the drill and he stands in the pocket and he just like bats the pads out of the air. Like I'm not moving out of the way of yeah. these. Like what well, that's that, that clip always, uh, always gave me a good laugh. I mean, so. that's how he played his career too, right? Like that, that's what made Ben so good was, impossible to take him down like that um i, I think which i heard create... chris collinsworth uh say right before i turned the game off was like he's like tackling a skyscraper something tells me that um glassy here might be a steelers fan just just a hunch <laughs> like just a, a slight hunch that we might have a steelers fan here so um uh so kansas city dominated this game uh, Mahomes doing uh, old, uh, you know, Super Bowl winning Mahomes things. He threw for over 400 yards, five touchdowns, and that's only because he let Kelsey have that last touchdown pass, um, or else it would have been six. 
Uh, 30 for 39. I didn't see his his interception. Was that later in the game? I didn't see it either. Okay. Uh, but the game started off very not how I wanted it to, right? Like, you know, it looked like it was going to be a classic uh, KC struggles on offense, like not their identity kind of game. Uh, you know, no team could really move it past the other team's 40-yard line. Uh, and then there's a, you know, a handoff that gets bobbled, uh, TJ Watt scoops and, uh, runs it down for six. And I'm thinking, is this here? Like, is this for real? Like this would be the most 2021, 2022 thing of all time. If somehow TJ Watt and Ben Roethlisberger decide to like uphold, like beat the Kansas city chiefs. And now they're like the favorites and all because of Ben's last ride. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me like just don't wait please football gods do not let this happen to me today like i cannot handle this i referenced patrick mahomes to be the undertaker in our write-up and you just (laughs) referenced ben roethlisberger to be the undertaker with the last ride now i'm just confused well i mean he's he didn't do it he didn't do it so he's not the undertaker is the chief's offense though like finally waking up at the right time of the year like they they put up how many did they put up against Cincinnati? It, it was like thirty four points or something like that. Yeah. They put put up forty two on Pittsburgh today against like you just said against a good Pittsburgh totally. defense. Uh, Mahomes threw for just over four hundred. Jerick McKinnon was apparently the key yeah. to get that offense like off the ground with one hundred and forty two all purpose yards and Wild. a receiving touchdown. Um, who saw that coming with? Clyde Edwards Alaire out of the game and and not having anything even close to resembling a game like that this year. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean it's the, the Chiefs are rolling at uh I mean depending on on what side of the fence you're on, the wrong time of the year for a lot of teams in the AFC. Yeah, totally. Um the only the only way I'm kind of seeing KC get slowed down is their offensive line. Uh, I know it's better than it was last year. You know, the Super Bowl kind of exposed that offensive line. Uh, They went and got Joe Tooney. They uh, drafted Creed Humphrey. They got Orlando Brown Jr. Um, They they kind of redid that line quickly on the fly. And, you know, props to them. They they definitely upgraded it quite a bit. Um, But there was many times where, and I hate to say it because he's a super, super likable guy. Orlando Brown Jr. was getting dominated on the edges like the 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 defender was in the backfield before Orlando Brown could even like turn his hips over um so good for Mahomes I, I think it really just shows that he's back to his old form uh Glassy saying since he will beat Casey book it there you go that could be a take for sure the the, the beans told him the beans have told you <laughs> that it's going to happen. Um, yeah. I, other than the slow start, I think that game kind of went the way most people expected it to. Um, and, you know, wildcard weekend is almost in the books. We've got one more game tomorrow. Uh, you know, a real good one for Chris to have to watch. Um Cardinals, Rams. Can we they, talked about it yesterday, just, but 
can they just play forever and eventually the NFL just says, you know what, you guys both suck and just like eliminate both teams. I've asked that Vince, so many Vince times McMahon over the years. Stro- or Roger Goodell comes strolling out Vince McMahon style, like yeah. no chance in hell is over. And he goes over the, the, the microphone for the whole stadium. He goes, Arizona, LA, you're fired. And I think they're both done. They have to go home and like, he like, like, Puts all the other teams, like even the non-playoff teams, like puts them all on ping pong balls into like a, a raffle, and like that that team gets to take their spot. Oh man, let's do that. You know how many times that's happened over the years. You know, in in, in the last ten years, obviously when since he had Andy Dalton and they had their team, and you know the the three teams would be making the three AFC North teams would be making the playoffs, and since he would play Pittsburgh, and I'm like can both teams just lose? Like, can they just beat each other up so bad that they don't want to play? Or like, you know, Pittsburgh and Cleveland, what was that last year? Um, You know, can they just both, can we award two losses when you're watching two rivals? Um, Like, like I'm excited to watch it. Like Bane in the dark Knight rises and he just blows the stadium up (laughs) to hell with your football game. That's so funny. Um, you have any la- last things here on Casey Pittsburgh before we jump into third down? Um, like I said, Ben Roethlisberger, good riddance. Deuces. Don't let the what door do you hit your ass on the way out. I would give you the one finger salute, but this is a family show. That's right. Yeah, I- I'm being literally, you know me, Chris. I am being as PG as I possibly can be here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm all fired up. So I'm, I'm ready for third down if you're ready for it, Chris. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> this week's third down is, of course, presented by Bad Tattoo Brewing. Uh, if you're like Steve and I, you love quality beer, and that's what Bad Tattoo Brewing provides. High-quality craft beer made with only the finest ingredients, and each brew is perfected before being released. Go sign up for the Bad Tattoo Beer Club and have these beers delivered right to your bo- doorstep from Bonavista to Vancouver Island. That's right, all across Canada. Go sign up today at badtattoobrewing.com. And I believe their latest release was the Winter Mix Pack. I'd have to jump online to see if that's still available. Um, But, uh, you know, get the chocolate peanut butter porter if it's still there. Get the oat milk stout if it's still there. The coffee lager from Counterflow. That's one that I want to try for sure. Um, Dry January is killing me with bad tattoo coming out with all these delicious sounding (laughs) beers. And I'm like, God damn it, you guys. Why? I mean, I guess I could buy them and just put them in my fridge, but that's just like, I mean, really what it should be the other way around. They should be asking you why not you asking them why it should be them asking (laughs) you why let's be real. What were you thinking, Chris? It's true. It's true. What in the hell? It's damn true. Chris, um, you know, yesterday I had the the hazed and confused again. Yeah, I'm ready for hazy IPA season now. Like that one is just so. You know, hazy IPA usually doesn't come around until like I don't know, maybe like June, July kind of idea. Um, I'm just so ready for that one. You know, to be there. So it, it's nice to to get a good quality hazy IPA at this time. Um, it, I, sorry, I, while you were talking, I was just checking to see when that coffee lager is coming out. It says it's coming soon on their website. It does say December, so uh, maybe we'll have to make our way down there, and you can break your dry, dry January, and we can have a 
uh, coffee lager from uh, their sister company, uh, Counterflow Brewing. There are a few playoff games remaining, guys. I would love to meet up with some of you down at... I will break dry January to meet up with some of our listeners Ooh. at that tattoo in Kelowna. Ooh. So if, you, if you guys want to meet up for a beer and some pizza, bad tattoo in Kelowna, hit us up in the DMs and I will break dry January. You know what? I take Chris, check your Twitter DMs. <laughs> First comment. Um, you know what, Chris? <laughs> I take back a lot of the bad things I say about you. You know that that's a that's a real move right there. That that's what uh, some might call God's work right there. It's God's plan. That's God's plan for you to break dry January. I agree. Um. Anyways, this week for the third down, like I said, presented by Bad Tattoo Brewing in Kelowna. Um, Steve, I was texting you earlier today asking if you were watching the Cowboys 49ers game on the Nickelodeon feed. Uh, and for anyone that wasn't, uh, you missed out. It's a lot of fun. Um, every time a point is scored, they put these fake slime cannons shooting slime into the air on the field. Um, every time a, a, a PAT or a field goal is kicked, they had either SpongeBob SquarePants or Patrick Starfish uh, in between the upright goalposts. And like, it was kind of funny because like, SpongeBob was making like a like a questioning like are you gonna make this kick face <laughs> and then if you made and if you made the kick his face changed to like a, a smiling happy face so that was a lot of fun um, they kept like showing like slime monsters like on the field at one point they had a Nickelodeon blimp fly over all the players and drop slime all over the field and like the the people doing like the color commentary like oh where'd the players go and like <laughs> um, Ninja Turtles were like popping up out of the ground eating pizza. It was a lot of fun. My four-year-old son and my seven-year-old daughter absolutely loved it. They thought That's it was so hilarious. Um, so with that, it got me thinking. I'm like, man, Nickelodeon. Like, we never got Nickelodeon in Canada, but, like, we got a lot of their shows. And I'm like, what were some of their, like, top shows? So for this week, for the third down, I thought, let's pair some of those shows up head-to-head. I hope, I mean, you don't watch movies, but hopefully you watch TV. Um, Steve, for the Nickelodeon showdown, third down are you ready i am ready before we start though i am gonna say that i you know i i didn't watch the nickelodeon feed uh my kids were up having their own quiet time uh but i love the idea of making football at an early age kind of accessible for kids that don't really watch football and it's like oh spongebob is on there and oh what's all this slime going on like it gets them into the game and uh i i love that idea Imagine Nickelodeon like partnered with the NFL to like make things actually holograms appear in between the the uprights when they're kicking like it actually showed that in the stadium in when, stadium that would be so hilarious like an added layer of difficulty for your kickers it's like I was going to say like don't you like that's got to be like competitive uh, although I guess I mean if you're doing it to both teams there is no like worries about competitive balance but um for sure that would be super distracting um but i I know anything to make the nickelodeon experience a bit better i loved the nickelodeon game like the first down marker was like kind of like different and like they kept doing like all these fun even they showed a a flashback clip of the dwight clark the catch from like what was it 1981 or whatever it was and even on that they like put like 
vintage style looking <laughs> slime cannons in. Um, yeah, so it was good. a lot of fun. I know, uh, I know I was talking to my uncle and Christian and, and some of their buddies and I know Christian turned it on for a bit and he was watching it and, and, and had fun watching it. So that's so funny. Yeah. All right, let's do this thing. I'm ready. Third down. All right, let's let's do it. So the first matchup, we have the aforementioned SpongeBob SquarePants versus Paw Patrol. So a little, little more, a uh, couple newer shows. I mean, SpongeBob was around when we were younger, but I would still say it was one of those ones that kind of came around when we were maybe a little bit, felt we were a little too old for cartoons mm. and, and didn't really watch it as much as we would have had it come out when we were like, say, seven or eight. Well, this is going to be an easy one for me. Um, never watched SpongeBob in my life. Putting it, I'm putting it out there. I've never seen Spongebob. I know who SpongeBob is. And, um, you know, some of my students always try and tell me about SpongeBob to, like, get me up to speed. It, it sounds like a good show. Um, I'm a big Paw Patrol fan. You know, when they bring the the live shows to, uh, you know, I think it was in Penticton, uh maybe three years ago the kid the kids were old enough that we got to take them to that and that was really fun like the live theater kind of version of it so uh paw patrol is on a roll and they are my pick you're pup pup ready to pick paw patrol (laughs) possum answer (laughs) there's so many good puns with that there's actually um uh my kids have a book a paw patrol book and it's all uh paw puns the whole time and oh, really? like i'm the pun i love puns i overuse puns like to death especially you know when i'm teaching i got through like two pages of that and i'm like i can't do it can't do it i'm out of here i, I made Alyssa uh read the rest of the story to the kids like it was literally everything was like oh Pawtacular. I'm like that one doesn't even like that doesn't even make sense. Like it doesn't. But belong. That, like, isn't that the whole like the whole premise of the show is like, do, like dog like, well yeah, puns? yeah. Like, that's the whole premise of the show is animal puns. And, but it's not. Yeah. It's not to this degree. I'll have. To, I'll maybe I'll send it your way and you, you, you probably just don't notice way. it as much because you're not reading it and having to actually say the words yourself, right? Maybe, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Chase, see what I, Chase see must what not I, have been on, on the case for that one. <laughs> possibly ah. hey steve your dad is showing i know <laughs> all on these shoulders baby. oh man all right let's get to the next matchup i'm sure you've seen the rest of these shows the next matchup we have rugrats versus uh that football head hey arnold <laughs> which I, i'm surprised that actually now that i say that why does nickelodeon not include hey arnold in their football broadcast like his nickname, like he was called Football Head. Hey, Football Head! <laughs> right? Is it, it it would only make too much sense, right? Right. With that being said, a lot of the Nickelodeon heads do resemble footballs. Like now that I'm kind of thinking of it, like the you know Dora's very like football esque. Uh, the Rugrats had very oblonged kind of to the side uh, heads. Um, I, I watched a little bit of Hey Arnold. He seemed very weird to me. I don't know, like, I don't know why I could never get into this as a, a child slash early adolescent. Uh, but I, I did watch a lot of Rugrats. You know, that one came out in the, the early 90s, I think. Or Sounds mid, about right. Mid 90s, maybe. Um, 
it, it came out right in our real, uh, right in our wheelhouse of cartoon watching. Yeah. And one of the things that always fascinated me with Rugrats was kind of like how Family Guy played off of that, where, you know, Stewie could speak to some people, but could they understand him? And could they understand the Rugrats? Did did right. adults know what they were talking about? Or was it just within the Rugrats that uh, they knew about it? See, and that's the thing, like Angelica, I'm pretty sure could understand the babies, but the adults couldn't understand the babies. So she was like the liaison kind of thing. Yeah, because she, she was like the, the the toddler. Like I want to say she was like four years old or something. Yeah. Like that. And she, yeah, she could talk to the babies, but the babies couldn't talk to the adults. That makes sense. Also, yeah. I just really like the name Tommy Pickles. Like that's what what a and great, his, what a great accessible name for kids. And his brother, Dill. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about the the, the little baby brother. Don't, don't forget the twins, Phil and Lil. Phil and Lil. Phil and Lil. They, like, have the same, like, smoker, raspy voice, and we all just, like, accepted that toddlers, like, were smoking packs back in the day. What's wrong with Phil oh, and Lil? Man. Oh, they just out chuffing a dot, bruh. <laughs> Why do Phil and Lil sound like Marge Simpson's sisters? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um and that is one show that i would love to see pop up on on some sort of streaming service to to re-watch with my kids with I, I think kids? they would really really get a kick out of that one yeah maybe uh while you're doing this i'll, I'll see where they're on i actually just uh bought uh my son carter um this year around christmas time we bought him like a, a christmas themed shirt with uh reptar on it oh really yeah i saw it and i'm like oh i have to get that it was from like old navy or something like that and it's funny funny because like nadine just thought it was a dinosaur i'm like no that's reptar (laughs) what i'm like rugrats reptar come on Um, child please it looks like amazon prime and apple tv might have it by the looks of it or hulu i i have an amazon prime well you might have to look that up there Let's pause go. the third down. This is very important, guys. <laughs> I'm done. I can't concentrate anymore. We both know I can't multitask. <gasps> okay. Oh, no, it's just subscribe. Anyways, next matchup, we have Doug versus Are You Afraid of the Dark? Ooh. Which, for oh, us, we man. grew up with Are You Afraid of the Dark on, on YTV, which actually, Are You Afraid of the Dark is a Canadian show, and it was produced by YTV. And then I think Nick picked up the American rights for it. Really? Yeah. That's a Canadian show. You know, so many, like so many weird things. Um, I know everything oh, about nothing. This one is really tough. I would say these are probably two of the, uh, maybe more popular one. Maybe, uh, it's hard for me to say that because just because I watched it didn't mean it was, you know, the more popular one by any means. Um, Oh, I really like the Are You Afraid of the Dark videos, um, but I think I have mm. the the other problem with this when you're when you're bringing it back to like the the early '90s, uh, late '90s is I can't even really remember what I ate for breakfast today, let alone like what the shows were about. But I'm going to give this one to Doug because of the character names. Uh, you had, what was it, like Skeeter? 
and his real name was Mosquito or Patty Mayonnaise, I think Patty was Mayonnaise. Patty Mayonnaise. Um, such weird character names, but that was kind of the show in a nutshell. It was very like odd, weird, uh, you know, I, I do like easy to watch kind of cartoons. So I would go with Doug on that one. That's a tough one. That's a really yeah. close matchup for me. Yeah, I loved Are You Afraid of the Dark? I'm pretty sure Ryan Gosling was on that at one point in time. To I'd have to go back and, and look his into career. that. But yeah, um, I mean, again, Canadian. Canadian ties, Steve. That's right. Um, if you want to rewatch Doug, Doug's a, it's a bit of a hard rewatch. I, I tried watching a couple episodes on Disney Plus with the kids. Um, I don't know. I, I'll have to give it a, a, a shot again, but it was a bit of a more difficult rewatch than than i realized really yeah what hashtag if, if it uh, if you could describe why it was such a hard rewatch what would be the one thing it's it like was, the oddness like, of it a lot yeah it's, it was a lot more like a lot slower moving than i remembered okay yeah i remember yeah. It being more fast-paced yeah like, interesting really happens um <laughs> but it, it was definitely one of my favorites as a kid um, did you ever have like an episode of you? Are you afraid of the dark that like just totally freaked you out? Oh, like, probably night- nightmare inducing. Um, I, I would imagine I can't remember off like the top of my head, but I, I would imagine like it was kind of like those those early scary shows that would would get you as a kid. But you, that's the thing about those scary shows. Is it's very hard to turn away from them because you know, that that's what makes them exciting. Like you, you want to be, you know, shocked, thrilled, uh, scared, terrified. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I can still name you the exact episode <laughs> wow. that freaked me right out. Like really? I did not sleep. It was, yeah, I was called the ghastly grinner and it was wow. terrible. And it was like, I would like to rewatch it to see how like creepy it actually is. Like in today's standards, but like legit gave me nightmares. I could not sleep because of that episode. And like it came out in like 1996 or so, no 94. So I would have been eight when that episode came out. And yeah, (laughs) man, all these years, 27 years later, I can still, I can still remember that damn episode. Um, For the last matchup here, we have Ren and Stimpy versus Rocco's modern life. Oh, you're you're really testing my knowledge here. Like, um, I remember that. Remind me what Rocco's was again. I, I'm trying to. You're you're really testing me here. Oh, God. like how am I supposed Rocco's. to? Rocco's. Like you're gonna have to Google that. Like, I am gonna have Rocco, to. Google. I remember watching Rocco this. is a, a wallaby. He's got oh, a pet dog. Yeah, His yeah, best yeah. friend's a cow named Heifer. Yes. Um, uh, it was kind of so, like one of the like more like I get like one of the ones that we watch kind of like in our later adolescence, like kind of like preteen years, probably, and and it was like a little inappropriate, but like not. <laughs> bad not like ren and stimpy where like your parents were yelling at you to turn that crap off isn't it funny how like um isn't it funny like the standards of what you weren't allowed to watch like watching ren and stimpy now with your kids it would be like yeah it's it's not that bad um oh so both of these i didn't watch a lot of i think i watched more ren and stimpy but i'm gonna pick ren and stimpy but there was always like the the big red eyes 
it, it kind of weirded me out. Um, both of the shows I remember being very, um, how would I say it? Like, it was just kind of like very like blah in your face. Like everything was very like loud, aggressive kind of uh, humor and talk. So this one would be like you watching Arizona and LA tomorrow. If I could make both of them lose, I probably would. So by default, I'm just picking Ren and Stimpy. Okay. Um, I'm multitasking again. Stop multi. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I definitely watched a lot more Rocco's Modern Life um, than I did Ren and Stimpy, which I think is Rocco's Modern Life was on that like a more normal time of day. Like I want to say it was on at like four o'clock in the afternoon where it's like I think Red and Stimpy was typically on later at night and like I said my parents were typically yelling at me to turn that crap off and that's funny so like it was like trying to watch it quietly so my parents weren't like, <laughs> yelling at me which is super funny because like South Park for example my parent my dad actually introduced me to South Park oh really yeah yeah so I th- that's a a story I'll share off air but yeah my, my dad introduced me and my brothers to South Park because he was, yeah, I'll tell it on air or whatever. Um, he was watching South Park with his brothers um, when my grandmother was kind of at, at, at the end of, of her life. She was in, in hospitals. My dad was down in the lower mainland and uh, spending time with, with his brothers. Um, and, and they all started watching South Park together to kind of like lighten the mood. And my dad came, came home. He's like, Oh, you guys should watch this show. And, so yeah, it uh, that that's how I started watching South Park of all. Interesting, things. yeah. Bad influences. So, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but I couldn't watch Ren and Stimpy on my own accord, no. or Beavis and Butthead. That was another one. Oh, that Turn was that one. off. Yeah, that was an instant like <laughs> unplug the TV. Um, quick recap here. Uh, we have Paw Patrol, uh, Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy, and Doug, Steve. Who's your MVP? Uh, so normally I'm picking the one that, you know, hashtag dad mode brings out of me, and that would be Paw Patrol. Uh, but I vividly remember Rugrats being like the cartoon show of my earlier uh, childhood uh, before I really got into recess. That was kind of my other big one. Um I just loved everything about it. I loved how, you know, looking back at it as an adult, uh, the, I can't remember what the dad's name was, but he always looked like he was like hung over and he had that like five o'clock shadow and in those droopy eyes where it was like, is this dude like just coming off a bender or something like that? Um, and now that we're dads, we totally get it. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah, you've got rugrats. <laughs> and that makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I like the the character of Angelica where it was like, trying to get them in trouble and you you know you need a good character that you root against in a show and you would you know always find yourself rooting against her uh the goofiness and scaredness of of chucky um yeah it's got to be rugrats for me yeah so i'm just searching here so rugrats um was created in 1991 but didn't make its canadian debut until 1994 oh okay Rugrats was on TV for from 91 to 2006. Whoa. 15, 15 years. Holy. Yeah. 
I didn't know. Um, uh, yeah, like I loved Rugrats Crazy. as a kid. Like, like you said, it was kind of like one of those shows that like everybody watched and nobody was embarrassed to admit that they yeah. watched it, no matter how old we got. We're yeah. like 10 years old and like, yeah, I watched Rugrats. Rugrats is great. Like, yeah. We all love this show. Um, it, it was like with, with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Like, yeah, you watched it as a kid, but like my entire life I've plugged that I've watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and it yeah. was like a, a badge of honor almost. Yeah, Ninja Turtles, uh, Power Rangers was another one that yeah. everybody watched. Yep. Um, I'm trying to like X Men, um, Sp- that Sp- uh, Spider Man that was yeah. on Fox Kids in like yep. the mid '90s. Everyone watched that one as well. Spectre Gadget, um, super weird. Like myself included. I'm not gonna like exclude myself from this group, but for some reason, when uh, in grade seven, a bunch of us uh, started watching Blues Clues and Teletubbies, like. <laughs> something way that like we are way too old for but like yeah. we all kind of gravitated towards it for some reason um yeah it's not fun like man like kids these days like have no idea what it was like to have to like w- like rush home every day after school <laughs> to watch these shows or like wait every week to like we're watching we just started watching full house with the kids and olivia's like can we watch another one can we watch another one can we watch another one i'm like like, God, I'm like, you have no idea what I, I was telling her. I was like, when we were kids, we'd have to wait for a new episode every week. <laughs> it wasn't just like yeah. watch a new one every night or watch two or three a night or like. And if you like, missed it, you missed it. It wasn't like it. it wasn't like, oh, like, we'll just watch it tomorrow. It was, it, it's done. You yeah. you lost your chance, bud. So that that show for me is the OC. So everyone mm. loved the OC. Everyone was super into the OC. Well, the OC was always on when I had lacrosse. Uh it's like lacrosse practice or lacrosse games or something like that. Like, so I, I never watched the huh. OC because it was pre you missed it. Interesting. You're you're SOL. Even, even my um, kids now, like, well, I'll be watching like, I don't know, like a cooking show on my phone or something like that. And you know, a, a YouTube ad or whatever, Facebook ad will pop up. And as, as somebody who's gone through the days of old advertising and old commercials and, you know, channel guides where you had to wait for it to scroll yeah. all the way through and then <laughs> something caught your eye and you're like, oh, no, I, I've been waiting like five minutes for that channel to come up and it's gone again. You know, yeah. I respond by saying like, oh, ads are so annoying. And of course, my kids are, are sponges. So now every time an ad comes on, I hear one of them. Oh, don't worry. It's just an ad. I know it's annoying. And I'm like, you don't even know. Like you, <laughs> you don't have the power or authority to say ads are annoying because you've never had to deal with them. Like we can even skip this ad if we really wanted to. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could, I could put the show on demand if I really wanted to, but I'm making you watch the ads. <laughs> yeah. Now we're, we're watching the second one that has the skip button on it. I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's have a look here. Let's let's bring out the chains. Let's give this a measurement. Let's see if Rugrats gets you the first down. Oh, and hold on, we're going upstairs. Okay, yeah, respot the ball. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Sounds like a football game I was watching today. <laughs> okay, we we respot it. Okay, we're gonna pull out the chains again, and mm. but you know what you do get instead, Steve. I'll, I'll, next time I see you, slime over the head. No I first want, down, but I you, want you're sliming. getting slimed. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. No first down, but you're getting slimed, bud. I mean, it's a it's a badge of honor, really. I mean, you remember that game show where they they had to go on, and it Uh-oh. was like 
Yeah. Uh-oh. uh-oh, that's what it was. Uh-oh. Yes. Uh-oh. That's right. It's so funny that you mentioned that because I was like, I wonder if uh-oh, but no, uh-oh was again, that was that was a Canadian thing yeah. on YTV. Actually, I, I remember remember like they would do the game show and then like every time they would like cut to like a video of like people like doing competitions like outside of the studio. Yeah. And I remember one time it being in Kelowna and like, hey, I live there. That's so funny. Yeah. Um yeah. all right. Oh, man. We're uh I'm a little disappointed I didn't get the first down. I don't know what answer I could have gotten or given to get that first down, but uh, I feel a lot like Debo Samuel, and we all know that I got the first down, but uh, we're respotting the ball because America's team needs that last chance to potentially win and move on because Jerry's probably lacing the pockets of Goodell. Hey, don't you lump me in there with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm lumping you right in there next to the Dallas Cowboys because you're a cheater and, uh, yeah, you're a cheater. Don't uh, you put that hate on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Uh, okay, so thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, a couple people in the, the comments. Appreciate you guys coming in there, uh, adding to the conversation. Uh, if you guys, uh, maybe, maybe we'll come on for, for a Monday episode. That'll be a play it by ear one. Maybe, maybe we'll make it three days in a row or maybe we'll have a life for once. (laughs) What's that? Or maybe we'll have a life for once. Probably not, but, uh, thanks for joining. You know, what what we can promise you guys is we will do a divisional round preview before the game starts. (laughs) Yeah promise you that yeah and we'll recap how bad chris's picks were and how i dominated this round because i'm super and chris isn't um but you know what i will give you chris i will give you the last words this time hey thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of the ball hawks podcast we are a part of the dean blundell network Shout out to our guy, Glassy. I agree, Glassy. Cowboys do <laughs> suck. Thank you very much for joining us tonight, Glassy, over on YouTube and jumping in on the comment section and chatting with us live. It's been a lot of fun. We've really enjoyed it. Um, you guys can find us over on Twitter at ballhawks underscore pod. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as well. Follow me at PhillipsChris12. Don't forget Steve at SSFisher87. And one last thing before we jump out, I just want to discuss... Ryan Fitzpatrick at the Buffalo Bills New England Patriots game. This guy is still a member of the Washington football team, and he's there cheering on the Buffalo Bills with no shirt on. I just pulled up the picture for Steve. But he has a shirt on. Yeah, he's got a sweater on, that's for sure. <laughs> him, I just, him and Ryan Hank share a lot of things in common. Athleticism yeah. is not one of them, um, yeah, that, but facial say, hair is. That is the body of a professional athlete. Right? Can you believe it? Can you believe that? And That's I guess, so funny. I mean, I pull up his picture. Steve, you're kind of obligated. Whoa, 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 Fitz magic, you know. That, I mean, that is magical. It's, it's so funny. And I love how the fans got in on that being like, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick without a shirt. Let's get a like shirtless picture together out in like <laughs> minus 20 right? degree weather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I love it. Um, it, it's, hilarious it's so ryan fitzpatrick um and hey keep doing your thing fitz magic maybe you can go be qb2 in buffalo and uh 
walk around the sidelines with no no shirt on a la Antonio Brown. Hey, I don't know. You know, do your thing. They're all doing it. Anyways, guys, uh, thanks again. It's been a really fun episode. And as always, guys, I'm not ending like I did last night. Go Hawks. Peace. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.